Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Seeking What They Sought. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Leiter, and welcome to the party. So this is season two, and we are super, super stoked to be back. I have so much I'm excited about, and we have so much to share with you guys. Uh, but first, in this episode, we actually take a moment to pause. We sit down and we catch each other up with what's been going on in our lives the past six months. We sort of talk about where we've all been and why we haven't been recording episodes this entire time. Um, but we also pause and we ask the question, how are our hearts doing? Where are we at with our journey with God? And, um, and then at the very end, we talk about some of the things we're really, really excited about coming into season two. So... We're so grateful to all of you guys who've been listening. Thank you so much for supporting us and for your patience waiting for season two. We know it's been a little bit of a wait, but we have a lot in the pipeline right now. We're super, super stoked about a ton of things in the future. So stick with us. We're really grateful. And let's dive into this episode of Seeking What They Saw. Uh, guys, I have a great story for you right now, I'm a ready. church sign story. Um, so you guys may know that I I live closer to another Adventist church than I do to my own church that I pastor, and uh, wow. they have a church sign outside, you know, with the, the little letters that they can put in there so they can make mm-hmm. up their own messages. Here's what it said. You guys ready? Are you ready. wrinkled with burdens? Come inside for a faith lift. Fantastic. I can't tell if that's genius or the person writing the sign just has a lisp. Oh, true. That's that's amazing. I didn't I didn't realize uh, Mike Tyson was an Adventist pastor. Oh, oh. Well, well. Uh, let's talk your ear off. <laughs> oh, oh. This is why we have Eric on this this time. Yeah. So real quick, uh, it's we're starting season two here, and we wanted to have Eric in on this. Um, but yeah, why don't we just introduce ourselves? So I'm Jesse. Uh, I'm the one who drove by that terrible sign. I pastor at uh, a church called North Hill Adventist Fellowship in Edgewood, Washington. My name <laughs> is Sean Lenhoff, and I'm going on five years at San Gabriel Academy. I can't really uh, wow. believe it's been five years since we all... I'm surprised they've actually kept you that long. You know, <laughs> I it's it's literally only because of my wife and that she's a valuable asset, and it's like, well, if they get rid of me, then they <laughs> might risk losing her. Right, and too so high I risk. think it's I think the best uh, job security right there. I think mm-hmm. that's it. And now They're I've just got a, having a good wife, and now I've got a child, so I can always use the line. Well, but I've got a child. Mm-hmm. You can't fire me. Like you'd be hurting a child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I've been at that school. Uh, this is my fifth year, and that's in Southern California. And yeah, it's been it's been good. So I'm Eric Edstrom, and I'm a filmmaker in Southern California, and I'm I'm normally just listening to you guys in the background talking stupid stuff and trying to cut it down to a reasonable length <laughs> <laughs> if you guys don't know eric edits all of our stuff and he um he's our producer he will he will very often come back to us with why in the world is it this long yeah like why why did you record for two hours so if you hear anything it's because eric edited it in a, all the in 40 a good way. the 40 minute episodes were really a like 140 and Eric cut out 100 minutes. <laughs> it's yeah, like so. it's like going from Lord of the Rings extended edition down to like mm. a, a TV film. show. Yeah. The, Except the that new? none of it is good. 
So, <laughs> except it's at, like the Hobbit, at least, not like at least, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> at least Lord of the Rings is good. So, oh my word, Fantastic. Anthony, how about you? So my name is Anthony Leiter, and um, I was a youth pastor in Southern California. And recently, there's been a little transition in my life. I'm actually at seminary right now. So I'm at the Theological Seminary in Bering Springs, Michigan. And I am no longer a pastor of the youths. I spend my days in class and uh, in the snow. So See, Anthony, uh, well, first off, it's still summer. And that's second, a good point. Uh, well why are you telling people that you're in seminary? You were fired for embezzlement and fraud. <laughs> so <laughs> here's here's the situation. What I had to find some sort of out, and and that was my no no. I'm I'm I I loved my time at La Sierra, and Jesse, I have no rebuttal to you except no. The word no is my rebuttal to <laughs> that's, you. That's uh, that seems to be good enough. Well, yeah, uh, it's been kind of a crazy time for us uh all of us really um and we wanted to to update everybody because honestly like you've wanted nothing more this entire time than to be updated about our lives we matter uh pretty much more than anyone else that you love Mm -hmm. so um Mm -hmm. obviously we wanted to make sure that we did our duty and updated you and so um but yeah why don't we uh sean (laughs) what's what's been happening in in your life well i mean our last two episodes or at least one episode uh we talked about the fact that eric and i both had kids and so Mm. my kid was born in january so he's seven months old now which is kind of crazy that he's it's been already seven months and uh eric how old is grayson now um he is five months so two months younger than your son but he's also twice the man that your son will ever be (laughs) Mm. (laughs) just without even a beat without a beat baby shade we're, I'm just joking. We're, we're gonna start. We're gonna start gonna baby buddies. shade. We need to always have Eric on. He's, yeah. He just perver- <laughs> that he, was. He, he's element this, X. See what you don't know <laughs> is that someday, like it's gonna be an, an Isaac Ishmael situation where just like with in, in 200 years, there's gonna be like horrible family rifts. It's gonna be the uh, the McCoys, the clan of Lenhoff, Hatfields and McCoys. It's gonna be that. But because Jesse, of the thing you just said, Jesse, this Earth won't be around that long. So why does it matter? True. I'm sorry. That's I'm not true. a good Adventist. So uh, no, uh, yeah, that's been my life for the last seven months. It's been amazing, but it's also the busiest I've ever been. Uh, especially Sean, what's what is what what has been the most surprising thing about having a child and and that's a good question not that somehow it's cute even though you had it uh <laughs> uh but like what's been the most surprising thing uh probably the most surprising is looking back on being able to deal with things when you have no sleep and just mm. being amazed that you survive and actually get things done like at the start it was to the point where you were so sleep deprived where there were times i would wake up in the middle of the night and I would mm-hmm. cradle a pillow. Rochelle would, you know, see this. And you guys know, because you know my sleep escapades. Mm-hmm. So you're not too surprised by this. But I would, I would get up. I'd Where's be doing a sleep hallucination where I thought I was holding Olin. But I'd be cradling a pillow. And Rochelle would just be like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'd be, I'd be like completely normal. Like, oh, I'm just, I'm just rocking Olin back to sleep. And so uh, the, the sleep hallucinations are a real thing. And so wow. See, I, for anybody yeah. who, well, for most people who have zero idea that this would ever happen, uh, in, in, in college, Sean and I roomed together. And are you, I was, are you about I was to tell the, the Mildegode story? 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, so good. I'm on the top bunk, and Sean is on the bunk below. He would always <laughs> go to bed before me. And so I'm, I'm in the top bunk, and I and I I just wanted to mess with him. That was pretty much the entirety of our of our relationship and has been ever since. Still is. And so I, I, I lean over, and I start pulling. I'm, like, on the top bunk, and I start pulling the pillow out below his head. And he's just like, uh, I, you know, he's he's like he's he's frustrated, and he's finally after a long enough muttering, he just gives the pillow to me. In and he wasn't he wasn't awake, he was like half asleep, and finally he just reaches out with the pillow and says, "Here," he gives it to me. And I think, I think in his like half asleep stage, he's like, "This is the only way to solve what's happening. I need to give him the pillow." The white t- the uh, the white flag. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but then yeah, another time I was asleep and or I'm in bed and I just hear Sean sleep talking and I just hear him say, "Where's Maldigode?" <laughs> I don't know who Maldigode is, but nobody does. Sean, it's, one of, it's one of the great mysteries of our time. To this day, we're we're still trying to figure out who Maldigode is. <laughs> it's like the Bigfoot of of Sean. Is Maldigode sleep. a person or a place or a thing? Ooh. Both. Ooh. Oh, wow. <laughs> All that, of the above. That, that's a Christopher Nolan movie <laughs> yeah. in a sentence. So that is his next movie. We just find out it's called Maldigode. All caps. <laughs> uh, Eric, I'd, I'd watch that. You, you're a you're a new father too. What's yeah. that been like? It's less different than I thought it'd be. I hmm. uh, I was expecting like this big I don't know just like life change where like everything's different. But I mean it's basically the same except I change diapers and have this cute baby with me like everywhere. <laughs> I agree with Eric that it doesn't change much. Like you're still who you are and. We still have similar routines, but it also makes you think about being more intentional with certain other areas. So like, what are we going to watch? What are we going to read? What are we, what are we going to, mm-hmm. what are ways we want to influence him? And mm-hmm. what yeah. are things? Family Guy yeah. is the best show yeah, for children. Yeah, obviously, obviously, because it's about family. Um, <laughs> yeah, my parenting advice. Yeah, all, <laughs> all parenting advice. It's all good. Grayson, who lets you back in the house? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh man, that was our teenage years. Okay, yeah, sorry. Amazing, Eric. So, so I'll, many of you have probably heard our other episodes where we will. Uh, I think our first episode we we talked about how we have a five time Emmy award winning producer. That's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Eric has won five Emmys. Um, he would never tell for you that a show called Life on the Line, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a show. It's on PBS, so nobody really watches it. But it's uh, Got it's em. a <laughs> your, your grandma watches it. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Actually. Actually, it's it's super cool. I I've seen. Uh, um, I don't. I'm not. I don't have PBS down there. And and your dad gave me a DVD, Eric. I don't have a. I don't even have a DVD player anymore. <laughs> I'm a. I'm a millennial. My computer doesn't even have a CD what player, is a so DVD? I haven't been able to watch it. But I have seen. I have seen the um the trailer, and it's voiced. It, the narration is by who again? Lisa Ling. She has a, oh okay yeah a, I just a show it, on yeah. CNN called This Is Life with Lisa Ling. Mm. Um, she's done a lot of stuff. She like she was a host on The View, but yeah she does, she does the narration for the show. Um, it's like thirty minute documentaries, each one's separate. But uh, yeah, it's actually and supposed to be on Amazon Prime in the next uh, few weeks. So. What? Mm. Oh That's nice. Awesome. Okay, well, I'm d- so it's called Life on the Line. So if anybody wants to watch that, yeah, not not um, starring John Travolta. The, the straight oh, is there actually a movie, movie. <laughs> but if you scroll down on google a little bit you'll find us gotcha or just nice. go to lifeonline.tv shameless plug shameless plug Ooh, there you go nice. okay well uh so but what's crazy is and then we've made up you know random ridiculous uh uh things like other awards that you've won five times but we have to update it don't we um yeah yeah because yeah. now now it's six six total you, so. you want a sixth emmy this guy wow only one more 
what an underachiever. You pretty much fail. I mean, five the first time and then one the second what time. I mean, how far did it fall? Well, you know, there's there's always regression in a yeah. in a career. So that's true. <laughs> Make your big at 26, hit. 20, 26. At 26 years old, you've already regressed to the point of, of no he, return. He's peaked at 26. <laughs> but that's so cool, man. That's I mean, that's genuinely yeah. awesome. No, and, thanks. Uh, I mean, it's not as cool as the participation award I won for playing in YMCA soccer when I was like seven. But you know, I mean, it's it's uh, it's a close second to that. So good job. Yeah, it's a close second. Just like you got second place. <laughs> I love that he just oh. Um, Eric and Hayne. Anthony. Eric and actually, Hayne. real quick, why don't why don't I update all of you on my life? Because obviously, um, because no one cares, Jesse. Yeah. So <laughs> my life Anthony, what are you let's doing? forget that. Yeah, Anthony, what's going on? <laughs> no, it's Screw okay. all of no, you. No, it's okay. How we do can we turn mute it on, uh, Jesse? Um, I can mute him in editing. <laughs> <laughs> just these big spaces just, where I'm not even. No, talking. just cut oh, him out completely. <laughs> so uh jesse yeah so it's been cra- i've had a crazy uh summer it's been i mean it's crazier than having a child or or anything <laughs> um our church went through a remodel we painted the back wall black um so it's a good color uh it looks like um you know you just walk in and you're just sucked into a void of nothingness so anthony um, can blend which in. is <laughs> <laughs> we have to have special lights for anthony mm. um black lights uh yeah, that's not what those are. But yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll accept that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let that roll, I'm gonna roll right off, roll right off my beautiful chocolate skin. <laughs> so, Je- so Jesse, a serious question about the the church remodel. Why, why should the church be putting their their money towards remodeling instead of like ministry? Oh, ooh, uh, that's a great question. Well, pretty much because uh, the only thing that actually matters this isn't going to be serious. How it looks, it's not. You know what we do. Uh, there you go. <laughs> which you heard which it here is first. weirdly, well, that was a joke, which is weirdly a whole nother thing of like an actual correlation to a real way we've lived, which is how I look on the outside doesn't really correlate to who I, okay, anyways. Dang. No, that's um, good. That's deep. Uh, deep. So yeah, we can yeah, do that. Uh, I'm a pastor, guys. It just, it happens. Um, no, I, here's why. Uh, I think that uh, the way a church looks says something about the church. So if you are a church that's in any way desiring for people to to come from outside in you mm-hmm. know we're not just trying to be insular and reach people that we already have um then we have to recognize that the way <clears throat> what someone walks into um is going to give them perceptions about what the church is about already um mm-hmm. and so uh when when a church doesn't look um like the message you are trying to say state then um then it just kind of creates this weird dissonance so the the stuff we had before mm-hmm. like the way the church looked before wasn't bad uh but with with me myself coming in and some changes that we've made to the church it just didn't resonate with the message that that we we're trying to, to to put across so um you know mm-hmm. you sometimes you'll walk into that where you walk into a church and it's just like this church acts like they want to be really friendly but you know they have no signage you know, they have no way of right. like me knowing as a visitor coming in where I'm going, you know, um, that, 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 that tells me that they don't really care about me, you know? So that's just one way that like mm-hmm. design or, or the way a place looks. So for instance, uh, if we're trying to be a modern contemporary church that's speaking to our culture today, then it's probably not super helpful for our church to look like it's straight out of the 1950s. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and that's not, that wasn't my circumstance, mm-hmm. but just in general, uh, you know, um, but then it's cool. Like there are some ironic things, uh, not ironic, but like down in Portland, there's a church, uh, it's called Bridgetown and they meet in, um, this place called first Baptist church. And it was, mm-hmm. it's like the first church that was built in Portland. 
And so, I mean, it's so cool because they're so forward, not like forward thinking, but really good theology. Uh, and, and yet they meet in this super old building. So it's like, it's not like you have to have the newest and best all the time, but, uh, but you have to be intentional about the message you're sending. So that, that's just kind of my thoughts. Nice. Yeah. That's a great question. And how about you? What's your life been like these last few decades? Sorry. I mean, months. <laughs> these last few decades. I have <laughs> just, just tell us your entire life. Story. I have not even been alive for a few Almost, almost. I'm a couple years short of 30 now, so that's weird. That's a weird thing, Dang. actually, at this point. Halfway to 60. Yeah. That, oh, that's one way to goodness. put it. Oh, that's yeah. gross. I don't yeah. want to think about that. Yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah. I'm going to be halfway to 54 soon, so. Wow. You you, yeah. you sure are old. I'm I'm pretty much already on the, my way out. <laughs> you should just retire now. <laughs> life is life is pretty much over. I Jesse, feel like you're yeah. already 26. <laughs> I feel like the conclusion of this this conversation not is just not just already we we've all peaked and we should just give up and that's the end <laughs> exactly beautiful <laughs> oh my word no yeah life life has been kind of a roller coaster for me uh, moving away from being youth pastor at La Sierra to going to seminary that happened this summer been kind of a whirlwind it was a little sooner than I had expected as um, I was at La Sierra for two years and um, my conference was like yo it's time and i was like is it time and they're like did he just say it's time we didn't have a lot we didn't of fun have a lot of fun in the desert <laughs> i saw that coming i saw that coming from miles yeah. away as soon as Settled you got into count. that yeah if I anybody should. doesn't know what that is veggie tales to. you just totally missed out i mean my goodness I was at, what was it, Josh? What was I the think name that, of that? I, I forgot the name of that episode. Josh and the Big Wall or something? Yeah, that yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Josh and the Big Wall. That was the... The French, uh, the French peas. The French peas on the wall, yeah. <clears throat> so like the good. weird gloop, the, the, the purple gloop they would throw on people. Yeah. Yeah, the sl- that, it was the slushies. The slushies. Yeah. That looked really good, though. It did. To be honest. It did as a kid. You're like... <laughs> that slushy looked very refreshing. Nothing it's like so 90s CGI slushy to make you want, really want something delicious. That's the most... Attractive. The, the best insult from that entire thing was one of the French peas yelling from the top to Larry the cucumber who's playing Joshua. You are not a you are not a mighty dill. You are just a baby gherkin. Oh yeah. And that was I. My dad <laughs> had to explain that to me, and then I found it so funny every time. Fantastic. You know what I just realized, guys? I just realized this. Was that like paying respect to Monty Python when there were the French dudes on top of the wall? Like, have you guys seen Monty Python Dang. and the Holy Grail? Wow. Ground? Yeah. 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 Is that just a total reference guys, to that? I feel like it is. Guys, VeggieTales was secretly feeding us Monty Python. And that's I mean, bad. That's a bad influence. <laughs> I feel like VeggieTales was, dang, they were ahead of their time. They truly were. And then they mm. got sold, and now it is just terrible. Yeah, as so. soon as Sorry, they did what, Pinocchio. what were we talking about? I don't oh, remember. Yeah. I don't remember. Uh, um, Anthony. Oh, um, Anthony. Oh, right. you, it was too soon, to, or it was sooner Living. than you thought. It's like going right. to seven. Oh, right, right. <laughs> What was your favorite uh, state to drive through? My was it Nebraska? F- Ooh. I bet it was Nebraska. It was, probably was because, uh, you know, just corn for days. Just corn for day- Oh, man. Um, my favorite st- Actually, if I'm being serious, it was probably Utah. Um, nice. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, just, you know, all the mesas. Because he's plateaus. a secret Mormon. <laughs> Utah, because it was my home. I'm actually a Mormon. Uh <laughs> no, like it was, it was, I forgot how be, I haven't, I don't go to Utah. That's not just a place where I go. And, uh, yeah, it was really, yeah, it's really cool. All the plateaus and yeah, it was cool. Kind of, I, I mean, didn't, I, I didn't go by the Grand Canyon, but I saw some other canyons that are not as famous. Then you wouldn't know their names because they're not, well, maybe Jesse would because he cares about stuff like that. The, but, the uh, not as Grand Canyon. Is exactly. That one of them? The, the not as Grand Canyons. Um, 
so yeah, that's that's been part one. And then part two of crazy transitions in my life is I'm actually in the middle of a divorce with my wife. And uh, that's kind of been the last kind of 12 months of my life is kind of her and I working together and just like through a lot of conversations, um, kind of getting to that point finally there in the end of May where we're like, okay, I think, I think this is, this is what's happening. So yeah, it's been a, <laughs> it's been a heavy, it's been a heavy year. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <clears throat> I mean, I know part of, and for anybody who's listening, that's, Part of the reason why our podcast has been so AWOL and, and non-existent because uh, Sean and Eric had children and then and then this was happening in Anthony's life. Um, and I was... Um, what were you doing you know, again, Jesse? Sleeping okay, yeah. uh, for days. So, He's uh, playing Age of Empires. <laughs> yeah, that's uh While watching that's my Office. Favorite, one of my favorite games. While watching yeah. Lord of the Rings. Oh, gosh. <laughs> while eating Sour Patch Kids. Out in my college years. Um... <laughs> um but yeah, Anthony, I know I know that that's been a, a huge thing in your life and just crazy. But I also know that, um, and, and I know you, you know we don't want to go into the detail about everything there. But I know that it's been a a, a journey from darkness into into light mm. uh, to a certain degree. You know, of course, it's not it's not done. But um, yeah, do you want to expound on that at all? Um, I feel like for me it's definitely been a journey of darkness into light. It's probably been the hardest year of my life. Like literally have had no idea how to navigate, um, really surreal, like experience, like something I've never, something I never thought Abby and I both like never thought would happen, never expected to happen, never, you know, and you know, you just are never taught, you know, what to do. Like, here's how to navigate a divorce, you know, like, um, you know, like just all the emotions processing and, um, there were probably times where I didn't leave the house for like a week, two weeks at a time maybe, and just like was in bed the whole time, like never left my bed except, and just like walked around the house in my undies eating like cereal without milk. Like <laughs> that was, that was the level. Wow. That's uh what was the, yeah. If anything really showed the level of, of darkness, it wasn't leaving your house. It was eating cereal without milk. Exactly. That's probably what it was. Yeah. That, that's this, so. that's when you, that's when you know that it's that it's rough yeah. is when you know yeah so yeah it's been those first few months were probably the hardest and i mean all three of you guys um in, in case anyone didn't know uh we're all actually really good friends in real life even though uh on the podcast we're complete and utter hooligans um and i just have so much um thankfulness uh for these guys and i i have a I just, I'm just grateful for such an awesome, solid, uh, support system of friends because so many times I text you guys two in the morning, like I can't even, I don't think I'm going to make it through this. And you guys have just always been there throughout this whole process. So I appreciate you guys a moment of, of, of seriousness just to say like, I love you guys. And I, it's, it's been nuts. It's been wild. As Bronson would say, it's been nuts. Uh, <laughs> Bronson's another friend of ours. Um, who also recently just had a, had a, had a son. Um, yeah. So it's definitely been a journey from darkness into light. I would say the past couple months have been, um, a lot better. Like since making that final decision, it a actually has been a lot better. Like it's been like a sigh of relief. It's been like, okay, we have a direction. We know what we're doing. And, um, and then as time has gone on, it's just been a slow climb upward and God has just been so good and so faithful and, um, just redeeming and restoring me back to health. And, um, 
yeah, it's been a slow journey. I'm I'm not there yet. Like I'm not at a hundred percent, but I'm not at you know five percent <laughs> like I was in January. Yeah. So it's yeah, yeah. Thanks for sharing, though, man. I know that there are other people who have gone through that, and I'm I'm sure, like even though a lot of us have been there for you through this journey, I'm I'm sure that there is just a sense of like aloneness that comes from it because no one else can really understand unless they've been through it. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. 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 I think it's probably been the most isolating thing I've ever experienced. The most lonely thing I've ever experienced. And even though I do have such an awesome support system, you guys and other friends and, um, pastor Chris Oberg at Los Angeles university church has been awesome. But at the same time, it's, yeah, it's just the most isolating thing. Like you're not, you're just not sure who to talk to about it. You're not sure who to share with. It's like, and it's such a weird life shit. Like I honestly could talk about this for a long time, but, um, for 140 minutes, <laughs> um, but, uh, I won't, um, we're not keeping yeah, any it, of this. Got it. We're going to cut all this out. <laughs> what if you did? That would be, I feel like, I feel like I would be more just impressed than, than hurt. <laughs> like, like Eric, Eric will clip it together. Like we talk about, like, you know, you're, you're divorced yeah. and Eric will just clip it like, yeah, it's been great and I'm doing fine. <laughs> it'll it. just be like, it's been great. And I, it'll be like those, like President Obama Rickroll. together like like newspaper clippings on a paper yeah like, piece of, like newspaper letters yeah. i'll just sound like the it's mail because you guys you guys think this is a joke <laughs> <laughs> but he's actually gonna do it i appreciate you eric thanks love you um love you too i guess maybe the final thing i'll say is it's like a shift in the way that you live totally like it's a whole way yeah. of life shift so like you get used to being together with a person and abby and i were together for seven years uh so you, you just get used to a way of life as as a couple as a community as a unit and then when that's when that's no longer there it's just really jarring and and like weird to like try and navigate things um as a as an individual again well i i uh, i'm i'm proud of you for the way that you've handled it man and um but yeah uh speaking of really hard things um transitions from this like you know uh, transitioning from this topic to the next thing. There's, there's no easy pretty way. hard. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we just did it. So, so yeah, this, that was a transition and now <laughs> we're going to talk about, uh, other things. Uh, no, I mean, well, I mean, I wanted to pose a similar question to you guys. Um, how are you guys? How is your hearts? Yeah. How are you? spiritually how are you emotionally how are you how are you sexually how are you you don't have to answer that <laughs> last one. Um, that's uh ambiguous that was the specific question i wanted to answer so okay, got it. yeah I, I thought you would or you know <laughs> i can say i can say this just real quick yeah. uh i think the last three or four months and really the last two years but really the last three or four months have been probably the time of the greatest growth in my relationship with god that i've ever experienced wow ever um it's been incredible to go from, I think a lot of stuff in my past, um, and, and that, that sounds ambiguous, but what I really mean is that you're just, you're just taught things growing up that you don't realize mm. affect you and that you like bring it into, into adulthood. So simple things like you're taught that you, you know, devotion, like, like your relationship with God is, is had through devotions. So you have to read your Bible, read a chapter of your Bible and pray and or a faithful um, hour every morning. Yeah, and and that became a weight on me, I think, and a, a thing where I guess I would feel like I guess I would feel like God didn't 
God, I guess I didn't have a relationship with God if I didn't do that. And therefore, mm. um, then I would feel shame or, or frustration for not wanting to do it. And, you know, uh, uh, eventually feel like I didn't, you know, there was no power. I couldn't do anything as a, especially as a pastor. Like, mm-hmm. how could I ever do anything today? Because I haven't prayed. I haven't read my Bible. And then, um, just a long story short and something I really want to talk about in a later episode, but a uh, long story short is that God has just been freeing me from a lot of that. And, uh, showing me his kindness and his compassion, his mercy towards me in a more real way than just an intellectual belief. And so mm. uh, it's been powerful and it's been this really awesome time of, of growth. And so I'm really excited. But now what's crazy is I've been reading a lot of books and experiencing this. And now, now I have to figure out a way to talk about this in our, we're doing like a 10 week <laughs> series for our small groups and it's just going to be insane. So yeah, but that's like, that's, that's where I'm at with God. So it's been good. Nice. How about you, Sean? I, I would say it's definitely changed since being a parent, but also just combined with, you know, everything, right? So, mm. um, I, I, just run, everything, I run, well, you I, know, <laughs> all, all of the things. <laughs> it's the everything room. Uh, one day oh, we'll explain that. Mm. We, we don't have time to explain that right now. But um, my, I think what it really comes down to is um, there's a lot of things I'm involved in when it comes to church, with school. I'm a Bible teacher, but I also lead... Um, Bible studies at my church and we're working on a lot of cool things at our church so it's up and down where there'll be times where that will sync up with my personal relationship with God if that makes sense but there's other times Mm -hmm. where you go on pilot mode where you're doing these things that are spiritual and everything but it doesn't always connect with your personal devotions Mm -hmm. Uh, there'll be times where do you mean autopilot mode did I say (laughs) a pilot would be controlling it an auto (laughs) pilot mode yes I apologize. Automatic pilot mode. Amazing. Um, it, yeah, it's it's a weird thing where there's just times you get so busy, and right now it's just been a season of life where it's been a longer stretch than normal, where mm. um, there will still be glimpses of being refreshed or revived and having those reminders of, of God in your own personal devotions. But I would say that it's been more busy, and, mm. and I'm still very active in all these different things, and that's good, but I, I have to remind myself to step back once in a while um, and, and actually just remember to feed myself with, mm-hmm. with my connection yeah. with God. And uh, that, that is very easy to forget. It's very easy to put on the back burner yeah. uh, when you have all these things going, but uh, that's something I've been As learning a- to work with. As a pastor, I have a special connection with God, and he's just telling me right now that he's very displeased with you and uh, is just, you know, very angry. So I would change all of that right now. Thank, thank you. Sean, thank- Sean, Sean, Sean's wearing a, a vegan club baseball hat. He so is. I, I would say he's at, like, rock bottom right now. <laughs> Dude, he, he, he's in the... Spiritually speaking. He, he is walking and, in the light right now. Eric. Oh, what man. About, Eric. What about you, man? How about you? I mean, right now, it's weird when you, when you, when you have a a child and you're like a new father you feel like i need to be more like spiritually in shape hmm. so that i can guide my child in like you know towards god and in wisdom mm. yeah. so but also at the same time you're even more busy than you were before when you have a child so it's like mm-hmm. it's it's been i mean it's been a little challenging unlike you know my personal relationship with god but i I mean i feel like god and i are solid but i I, i've been kind of ignoring him a lot of the time too Mm. so yeah 
It's kind of like yeah, at. like in marriage where you know you and your wife have a great relationship, but you've been ignoring her. You know that that's <laughs> that's the, kind of the hallmark of a great relationship <laughs> with someone. So on that note, um, we we uh, we have some new stuff coming up this second season in essence we do season two uh, we've already recorded a podcast <clears throat> with somebody about revelation we, we want to record a couple more about revelation um we have a couple of guests that we want to have on the show um but then yeah we want to have more conversations one that i'm particularly interested in having is one on the intellectual um the intellectualism of seventh adventism and how mm. we have in essence uh, equated belief in God to being this intellectual idea mm-hmm. as opposed to an emotional reality that we experience as in a relationship. Mm. Um, and uh, and I'm sure there's other stuff that we want to talk about and, and go over, but anything you guys are excited to talk about this season? We, we do want to continue the Bad Explanation series. I mean, we call it a series, but it's only had, what, two episodes so far, so we got to justify calling We've that done two a, or three. Have we done three? I don't. I don't remember if I we forget. actually have. Released. I think we've only we've, put out two. Yeah. We've uh, we've had ideas for more. It's, we know nothing about like, our own it's podcast. It's more like a genre of episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> than a, than a yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But well, we've got other ideas for uh, bad explanations, and uh, I think we talked about Sabbath. Like we want to yeah. just look at the idea of Sabbath. Like what is Sa- what are we supposed to do on Sabbath, or just like yeah, you know what how is, Sabbath is actually supposed to be on Sunday. Yeah, what is it? And um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> got him. That that was our bait and switch right there. The whole the whole podcast was just to get to that. Like Sean mentioned, I'm really stoked to continue bad explanations. I know a lot of you guys have listened. Let's start over. I know a lot of you guys listening have who have talked to me uh, either through you know sent me a text or message or just talked to me in person said like would love it if we continued bad explanations. So we definitely intend to. We would love to talk about like music and alcohol and. Um, yeah, there's just a bunch of topics. Um, I'm also stoked for the revelation one. We already did one of those, like Jesse said, and, um, I'm, yeah, there's just a bunch, like would love to talk about evangelism. Um, I think I would, I think I would definitely enjoy that. Like just talk about the different forms of evangelism. Is our evangelism effective? Are we even asking the questions that people, are we even answering the questions that people are asking? Um, yeah at every level, like, you know, whether that's public evangelism, local church evangelism, Pathfinders, um, Adventist Academies, like we've talked about doing that. So yeah. And I'm also excited, like Jesse said, just to have some, some more lighthearted, less structured conversations about different topics. Yeah. stoked. Eric, I mean, you can join us this season. Uh, we, we will, uh, we will have you simply because you know, we feel bad for you, but uh, I mean, is there anything that you are particularly interested in talking about? Thank you, Jesse. <laughs> I'm excited to, to talk more about uh, how we do church is uh, an interesting topic to discuss. Um, and also I'm a filmmaker and I'd love to talk about mm. media and film and, and how we approach that in the church for ministry or don't approach it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So. That's a good point. I'm really stoked to do like a whole like dating within like Adventist dating culture, marriage, um, stuff like that. Even as a divorced person, I would love to talk about that. And uh, I think it'd be great. 
Awesome. What Anthony's trying to guys. say is he's back on the market, so you should uh, <laughs> exactly, ladies. He, he needs some dating advice. Just uh, sh- shoot the DMs to the, the seeking what they sought uh, Instagram, <laughs> and that's where you will all. We're just be. gonna we're just gonna put we're gonna uh, on the photos uh, right under your picture. Yep. We're just gonna put a single uh, a. a <laughs> Like a DM specifically, <laughs> not regarding anything else yeah. for the podcast, just specifically for Anthony. Just Link to his Anthony's, Tinder profile. So, just, <laughs> Anthony's in seminary and he needs a wife before 2021. <laughs> just, that's not... Beautiful. This is, this, I hope everyone knows this is a joke, that I, yeah. I'm not even close to it. <laughs> if you don't, then why are yeah. you listening? <laughs> <laughs> Everything we've said has been serious. I don't. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. Literally every single thing. Oh my word. Um, just like this. I hate Sean. Okay, cool. Yeah, okay, uh, love you too. So we're uh, we're gonna <laughs> we're uh, we're gonna have a fun season. We're glad you guys are listening. Um, we appreciate you guys so uh, being part of the conversation. And uh, yeah, thank you. Alright guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Like I said at the beginning, we have so much in store for you guys for season two. We're super, super excited. Um, Thank you for sticking with us. I want to thank our 17-time Pulitzer Prize winning producer, Eric Edstrom, as usual, for all of his beautiful work. Uh, We love him so much. And we're so glad he's joining us for a few episodes this season. Alright, we will catch you next time on Seeking What They Saw.